welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. I use she, they pronouns, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sindula. Hi, my name is Claire. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi and on Twitter at Corky Kenobi. And today we are going to be talking about the very first episode and the very second episode of uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. Um, if you're a regular listener, you know how, how long and how much we have been waiting for this uh, series. Um, and it, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. So uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to hopefully not be too insane. Um, and if we are, that's why Claire edits it and this isn't live. So <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> not to be the literal worst, but I did for like a second think that Quinlan Voss was going <laughs> to... We're already starting. We're already starting. Like, literally, they were like, we know there's a Jedi in here. And I was like, but no, it was not. Um, also, I completely forgot that there was a scene before that. So I'm a yeah, big fan. That- I literally was like, <laughs> I watched these episodes like three times and I already don't remember what order things happened in. The opening scene was actually um, Order 66. Again, that was one of our predictions, too, was that that was a way that it could open. Uh which which makes sense, obviously, for where this what this story is about and uh, who Obi Wan Kenobi is, and that was obviously the most pivotal moment in his life was that day that Order sixty six happened and that he lost Anakin Skywalker um, and Commander Cody. Let's not forget about him. Uh, so glad we we have the return of Commander Cody in the Bad Batch, but you know we'll we'll get to that in the fall. We we can't do that right now. Um, but yeah, I. I was very taken aback by that scene. Um, definitely was not good for my mental health. However, uh, yeah, it, it worked for the show. Um, a lot of people think that that one girl that was there was Reva. Possibly, possibly, but also that would make her like less than 20 years old. And, you know, Moses Ingram looks very young, of course but she is also 29. Um, me, um, just personally, I would love it if, if Reva was a bit older than like 19 personally, because I do know that she and Trilla Siduri had to have known each other, um, and, and also been girlfriends at some point. So, um, and Trilla would be in her mid to late twenties during this time would be I mean that makes it sound like she's dead but she's not we know that we've discussed this before she's just off doing something else so anyway now we have the inquisitors arriving on Tatooine iconic actually like I know that they're the villains but when they were like walking off the ship at the beginning I was like oh so true like I'm always rooting for the inquisitors no literally I'm like the empire hate you but the inquisitors maybe I love you (laughs) <laughs> like yes yes they kill people yes they are literally hunting down jedi and in and killing them and erasing their history but there's a soft spot in my heart for them there really is yeah. i just think that the idea i feel like i really hope we do explore it more like in this series the idea of like the inquisitorious in general is literally the most heartbreaking thing in all of star wars because imagine being literally 
tortured to the point where you turn against your entire life, entire people and become your entire like core being when you're like a Jedi or a Jedi adjacent, you're like devoted to the, to light in life. Oh my God. Higher public reference. Um, but then you turn, you turn to the literal dark side, not of your own free will. Like you are literally tortured until that happens. Shout out to, uh, the ninth sister, Masana Tide, who literally straight up told Cal Kestis, see how well you do when you are in that chair and you are getting broken down. Let's see if you stay a Jedi. Um, because I know Cal wouldn't point blank period. Sorry about, sorry, Cal, sorry, Cal stands, but back to the inquisitor. Yeah. So sad. Um, so upsetting. Reva is literally the hottest character in all of Star Wars. Um, in the most respectful way possible, she literally did a backflip off of a building, and I was like, "Please land on me, like, <laughs> like, please with your feet too. Like, it it could be anything. Like, just kick me down. I kill me with your lightsaber if you have to. Hopefully, it spins. Like, would love to see it. That was so besides the point, but it had to be said. I I'm obsessed with her. I actually. What happened after yeah. that? <laughs> um, so yeah, we have this opening scene um, in this like saloon where Quizzy is kind of going on about how like Jedi reveal themselves through their like compassion for others. Love that. We saw like a lot of that little like monologue he gives in the trailer, but like it's so true because the best way to draw out a Jedi is to put someone else in harm's way. And this goes back to like, what we were talking about in our some of our earlier Obi-Wan episodes when we were talking about like how um when the Zygerians like had Obi-Wan they were like torturing and hurting other people that they had captured and enslaved in order to get Obi-Wan to do what they want like they were not hurting him physically but they knew that the best way to break a Jedi is to hurt someone else and that is exactly what the Inquisitors are doing in the scene like um literally the way that they get this Jedi in the opening scene who definitely had a name and I definitely forgot so sorry King um (laughs) but like Reva literally like throws a knife at the saloon owner and he stops it and that's how they figure out who he is and like not to jump ahead but in the scene where they're trying to question the people on Tatooine about where this Jedi is and Reva is kind of like going after Owen I know that if the fifth brother hadn't pulled her away Obi that would have been when Obi-Wan revealed himself because he would never let anyone but specifically Owen I was about to say because they're in love but also because of like Luke and stuff but like like also their (laughs) ex-boyfriends um adjacent exactly (laughs) and um like if if that situation hadn't been resolved without him he would have revealed himself because that's like the core belief of the Jedi is to do anything you can to help other people who are in danger. Yeah, absolutely love this aspect of like where the show is going motif wise. And obviously like our main motifs in, in Star Wars are like always finding hope, even when there shouldn't be any in like blah, 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 light versus dark, the heart of a Jedi and all this stuff. But like, I like that we're really going into it right now. And I am obsessed with not to keep talking about the third sister, Reva, my the literal of my life, but like her, the way that, you know, she is all of this, all of the qualities that uh, she embodies, all of the qualities that, you know, are anti-Jedi, right? She is hot-headed and she is rash uh, and she, you know, puts herself before everybody else. Um, and then to have 
Obi-Wan kind of being like, oh, I'm drifting away from the Jedi Order, like from the code, you know, my my job now is not to be a Jedi, it's to be this protector of, of Luke, who is our only hope, um, which we'll get into later because interesting conversation uh, Obi-Wan you had with uh, with Bail Organa, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that Reva being like the main antagonist of this series is phenomenal and how she's written is so well. And also like shout out to, to Deborah Chow, the art, our director who, are you kidding me? The moment this, this, this series started, I was like, oh my gosh, women are involved in this, in this process because I can tell it is so good and so well-directed and everything Reva does, I just completely believe. And I'm like, yeah, I, I feel for you. Uh, when we get her backstory, I'm going to cry so much. Um, and when she dies, inevitably, because Star Wars loves to kill women, um, <laughs> we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. I might lose it. Um, but it's going to be fine. I, I love her so much. Anyways, I don't even remember what I was saying anymore, but yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about his little bestie, um, the Jawa? I think their name was Tika. And how he literally bought a toy ship for to give to Luke. And it's the sh- same ship that Luke is like messing around with in A New Hope. I didn't yeah. even realize that when I was watching and then people posted like photos on the internet. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I love Obviously, like, there's a lot of really good, like, interconnectedness in Star Wars, but I really love when the continuity of things just, like, lines up in little ways like that, where it, like, works out perfectly. Um, And I think so far this show is doing a really good job in terms of, like, continuity and, like, especially tying, like, the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy, which is obviously the main goal is to show, like, how how Obi-Wan gets from, like, who he is in the prequels to who he is in A New Hope. But I think they're also just doing a really good job of like interconnected storytelling of like the different parts of Star Wars that we are now seeing connected in live action. And then we get to see Obi-Wan looking over, watching over Luke. So true of him. Then then is what after that is what we actually care about because <laughs> Owen, you know, does come up to Obi-Wan and is like, please, stop getting involved in my nephew's life you know I've seen some Owen slander I don't care he's literally right like he's imagine being like Owen and Baru and being like yeah this guy just dropped off our mother's child our mother's grandchild basically after her child was killed right they think Anakin's dead and um so now Obi-Wan is looking after him after he is like at fault for like the death of our mom's kid (laughs) like yeah and he wants us to join he wants our nephew to now join his like cult (laughs) like I don't think the Jedi Order is a cult but I do believe that Owen probably think it it is (laughs) I feel like I feel like most people who don't know the Jedi and Star Wars probably think it's a bit odd thinking now about Into the Dark Anyways, sorry, I, that was, you know what I'm talking about, though? When they're yeah. like, yeah, the Jedi are super weird. Afi was like, you know the Jedi don't have sex? Anyways, that just, like, popped into my head, and I was like, <laughs> got it. Um, anyways, but that's probably, like, same thing with, like, Owen and Baru's only, like, interactions with any Jedi are literally with Anakin, 
who they've probably heard stories about from his mother, who then died after Anakin was taken from them. Uh, not taken as in kidnapped, but like not, you know, not around, wasn't allowed to come back. The Jedi Order is so interesting to me in this era. We've talked about it. It's it's a time to be alive, really. Um, why would you let a 10-year-old, you know, come into the Jedi Order after he's been a slave um, for his entire life and then not like acknowledge that? But it's fine. It's fine. We're not getting into it. It's not about Anakin right now. It's about Obi-Wan. Um, gosh, we always say that so much. <laughs> For for two people who really don't like Anakin, we sure talk about him a lot. <laughs> There's just so much to say about him. But yeah, Owen, yeah, I will not be having the Owen slander. I won't, I will not be hearing it. Um, but there what you're saying about like how Owen views the Jedi, the scene right after this, where Reva and the fifth brother are like like intimidating basically the citizens of Tatooine and trying to like gain information about where this Jedi that they're looking for is and she's like oh Owen you know something like are you like hiding a Jedi in your farm whatever and he says the Jedi are vermin and I kill vermin on my farm partially it's like he's trying to convince her to like that he's not harboring a Jedi but like he thinks that like he's that's not just something he came up with as like a lie and for someone in his position why would he like why would he think the Jedi are good and so like but like when he said that I was like oh and Obi-Wan's just standing there like damn anyway he really said that that while I'm I'm right here the breakup was messy I know It, it was it was so messy Baru is just trying her best right now to you know be okay with everything because they don't speak anymore um you know, and then, you know, Reva leaves because the fifth brother was like, what are you doing? You know what? Let's talk about Reva for a second because, <laughs> again, let's talk about her again because she is everything that I think we we say we want on this podcast. She is a girl boss, first of all. She has, like, complete agency over her story right now um, other than the fact that she has zero plot armor and it has like opposite of plot armor however uh you know i'm i'm trying to keep my faith here but it's really (laughs) living in denial (laughs) but she also she also is just like angry like she's just like she's like mad and she is like ruthless and she in that doesn't come off though as like being afraid i feel like that's something that when I when I think about Trilla, I'm like, wow, I wish that when you read the subtext of Trilla's character, it was it's it's not all like, oh, she's afraid because she definitely was terrified of Vader. And we knew that from that's just like plainly written in the video game. Um, but Reva is like like wants to, you know, get closer to Vader not in the same way that Trilla did. Trilla just wanted to be the best. You know, Trilla just wanted some kind of validation for all that she had been through. Um, You know, the torture and stuff and the betrayal, Uh, you know, just girly things. Um, And she, you know, she wanted some kind of validation. The only way she could get that was through Vader because he was in charge of her. Um, Whereas Reva, we kind of, she's kind of like, maybe I just want to be more powerful. Like maybe it's just for me. And maybe I just want to, 
find Obi-Wan and take him to Vader um, and then be the best. So true of her. Like, actually, I love her so much. Maybe <laughs> maybe she's my new favorite Inquisitor. <gasps> Sorry, Trilla. No, I could <laughs> never. I could never. She on Trilla like that. She's everything to me. Um, but yeah, no, she's literally everything that we could ever ask for in a, in a female. And she's a female villain. Like, let women be villains. They deserve it. Oh, true. They, they need to be you know um and so yeah i i'm so, so obsessed with her that scene though when when the fifth brother was like girly what are you doing when okay when he's like what do you think well okay let me first of all just say when she like adjusted owen's cloak i was like when is it my turn when no, can literally. that be me? <laughs> I, literally, I think i literally I'm, like, said wish i was owen out loud like it was so bad and i was like okay claire you have to stop like when she had like her lightsaber like out i was like anyway um but <laughs> the scene after that when the fifth brother he literally is like what do you think that catching kenobi is gonna get you and she says what i'm owed and i was like oh my god <laughs> so extremely true of her like she deserves it i don't care she deserves everything anyways <laughs> but yeah no again i'm excited to see her like inquisitor journey um and in uh, just her more in general uh yeah. reva novel reva comic series uh like when when <laughs> like i'm already sending my credit card information to lucasfilm mm-hmm. for this to happen yeah. after two episodes of seeing her <laughs> i just had a thought oh my god okay um so celebration was this weekend uh so true had such a great time um but something that did get released was the jedi fallen order 2 trailer jedi survivor um i was i was on the floor on the exhibit floor with uh our friend hey uh, at mcuytd um and she screamed and i was like what's going on and she's like the, the Jedi Fallen Order trailer just dropped. And so I did watch it and screamed uh, with everyone. That was really fun. Anyway, so besides the point, but um, it does take place five years after the first Fallen Order, which took your place five years after Order 66. So this, so Jedi Survivor does take place during the Kenobi series and the Grand Inquisitor is in it. We know that. So... So third sister in the in the new Fallen Order when like can I have it please? Anyways, gonna need that now. Wow, I just thought of that the whole train of thought just now. That was a lot <laughs> for my brain. Um. Anyways, where were we? But yeah, she's like, "What I'm owed," and she's like, and he's like, "You need to calm down and be careful." And she's like, "No, I will not." As she should. Don't let a man tell you what to do, girl. <laughs> um. So there's a scene where this other Jedi dude comes to Obi-Wan in the middle of the night and is like, Master Kenobi, hey, I recognized you across the square in Tatooine. And Obi-Wan's like, uh, my name is Ben. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and he basically tells, he's like, what about like, what about the people? Like, what about the fight? And this is when Obi-Wan's like, the fight's over. We lost. Um, but the fact that he's like, you need to leave, like get off this planet immediately because one, like, the Inquisitors know he's there, so he's not safe there anymore. But also, like, the fact that having a Jedi on Tatooine that draws Inquisitors there is endangering Luke actively. But it's not like Obi-Wan can be like, oh, the son of Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One, is, like, right there, so could you leave? <laughs> so he's literally like, hey, Vesti, can you, like, 
you need to leave this planet like right now please quickly get away and this guy is like but I want to like help people and like this is you know I don't have anywhere else to go and I was just like Obi-Wan I am so sorry for everything like that was like obviously like every moment of the show I'm like he's doing so poorly but I think that moment in particular just really hit me where I was like he more than anyone knows what's at stake here and I just thought it was literally heartbreaking and then also that other Jedi guy like does die <laughs> and I was like why like, very violently too like yeah I was like also, we're doing public executions now also did it did did the Inquisitors do that or did the people of Tatooine do that? I don't know. I actually thought about that though because I was like, it was probably, but like the, I don't know because it doesn't seem like an Inquisitor thing to do to like, yeah, like do it so publicly. And I did think I was like, what if the people of Tatooine knew who it was and were like, it's either us or him after like what happened there? Exactly. And I was like, that is That's such exactly a heartbreaking thought. Yeah, like the imagine, like especially since, especially when you like take into context, like the entire point of the Jedi Order was to help, like the the everyday people who were, you know, who are not, you know, able to get help from themselves or from their their planet, uh, and that was literally why the Jedi were built. Um, hashtag go read the High Republic because it explains so much and gives so much detail, which makes it even more sad when you think about like oh my gosh, now that there's this force hunting the Jedi and willing to, very publicly willing to kill just a common person to find these Jedi and kill them and then have the people be like, oh, it's us or them and then like completely kill a Jedi, that would be absolutely horrible. Like that is so sad. It's interesting to me too that like the Jedi never really had a prominent uh establish like they didn't have an established presence on Tatooine ever we know like even in the Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan get there everyone's like a Jedi you're not a Jedi like nobody even knows what that is um and so you know imagine like from that kind of context being like wow I've never even met a Jedi in my life I have no idea what a Jedi is and now these people are coming here and threatening to kill me just to get to them I've never even heard of what a Jedi is. Like that is so heartbreaking and also exactly exemplifies what the empire does, Uh, which, you know, people who are imperial apologists, one, I don't think any one of those people would be listening to this podcast in the first place. Like, what are you still doing here? Yeah. After all of these episodes, no. Um, But even still, like, like, let's like, let's look at what they're doing. Like, this is ridiculous. This is such a, you know, I'm glad that they're implementing this kind of outlook on the Empire. That is, you know, I feel like so much of the Empire in the original trilogy is is very, like, campy. Like, it's very much, like, 80s sci-fi-esque, which it was at the time. But it didn't really give a chance to, for the audience to realize, like, how horrible the empire actually was um and what they did to people and what they did to their own galaxy and not their own galaxy that was bad wording on my part but the galaxy that they claimed that was theirs um and now you know we're getting to see that a lot which is super awesome because now people can't be like they were actually in the right after the public execution we got the the image of alderaan uh <laughs> it's yeah. so embarrassing how quickly i identified that planet 
Um, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Um, literally, how many times? How many times have I been like, if Bale and Freya Organa are in the Kenobi series, I will literally like die on the spot. Yeah, and then they were, and then they were. Freya Organa got to have like a speaking role on screen, which she has never had before. That is so deeply upsetting to me. But you know what? Thank you so much, Kenobi series, for giving me literally everything that I have ever wanted. Um, so yeah, we did get to see Alderaan. So true, because we literally before had like two shots of Alderaan from like the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, but yeah, Alderaan, best planet in Star Wars confirmed. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. I, I literally was crying. I was like, that's Alderaan. Look at her go. Like, it was so bad. I was a mess. Um, but yeah, so we got it opened with that shot of Alderaan and I started like screaming and crying. And then we got to see little Leia. I just want to talk briefly. This is like semi-related about the costumes in this show. Are you joking? First of all, the way that like we've now seen like three different major planets. We had Tatooine, we had Dayu, and we had Alderaan. The contrast between like, like the really like stark whites and like blues of Alderaan versus like the really um, like neon colors and like edgy, I guess, style that the people in Dayu have versus like Tatooine, which is mostly people in like robes and like muted colors. And so when we had like Obi-Wan go from Tatooine to Dayu, like, that the contrast anyway but leia's outfits are you kidding me are you phenomenal have never been done before i was literally losing it um and also bail is not there yet in the scene we're talking about but i want to talk about him anyway because the outfit that he's wearing is so because like in the prequels he wears these like robes and like blues and whatnot that look like very Alderaan but the outfit that he was wearing in Kenobi especially like in the first scene where they're like at that party literally looked like an imperial uniform and I was like genius because it's literally 10 years into the empire's reign and he's like by this point he's well involved in like all the rebel activity and the rebellion and whatnot but he's also still a member of the imperial senate and no one knows that he's actually a rebel leader and so he has to like pretend to not be. And I was like, this is so fascinating. I love when costumes do things like that. Anyway, back to Alderaan and the Organas. Yeah, so we see little baby Leia and she's like running off into the woods and like climbing a tree and watching the ships take off. Maybe I was literally like I was sobbing because it was Alderaan and the Organas were there but also like Leia literally being like in her Hera era and being like all I want is to like leave Alderaan and like fly my own ship and stuff but like by the time we see her when she's older all she wants is to like lead her people and like do like do good for the galaxy and for her home planet and just like and especially when she's like I don't want to be a senator like that's boring and then later obviously that's like what she cares about more than anything and I was like oh I'm doing so poorly right now so poorly it was really a rough time but yeah we see her and we see Brea going to get her and we get to see literally their relationship for the first time on screen also her little droid Lola is so cute and I love her too that whole like dinner party scene happened um and you know (laughs) 
we we get to see Leia interacting with her like extended family um who knows that she's not like blood related to Brea and Bale and so they literally say that she's not a real Organa um you know what this is how I know that Deborah Chow is just like yeah let me give this to the girlies because that whole scene of like her being like I you know I'm not even a real Organa to when she's talking to Bale and then Bale is like you are in all the in the what did he say in the ways that matter? he said you're an organa in every way oh my gosh literally I can't shut do that. Up. that scene literally might be my favorite scene in all of star wars which is, is obviously so saying cool. a lot but like knowing <laughs> yeah. me, i'm like this is the only thing i have ever wanted in my entire life it's just like so perfect and then you know it's we we've seen the we've seen the splendor of you know Ooh, Ray's not a real Skywalker, and this just shut everybody up. Because are you kidding me? Again, you were you were talking earlier about like the continuity and how like these little things line up. The idea that like Leia, her name, her Organa name, came from a place where she wasn't all that confident in it at some point in her life, and we know that now. Um, and then you know the people who loved her, her father, was like you are absolutely in Organa and you are absolutely part of my family um and it doesn't matter that you're like not blood related to me at all and then you know flash 40 50 years into the future and we get Ray who has not come from anything and doesn't know her family name and then takes on the name of Skywalker and Luke and Leia are the ones who are like yes you are a Skywalker, even though they're, you know, a part of the force by that point, but like, it's still, still it counts. Are you kidding? And, you know, so for Leia to have that moment with her family, um, with her father, her parents, and then to pretty much pass that on to, um, to Ray back, like in the, in the last installment of the movies is so, it's just a lot. (laughs) It's just a lot. And yeah obsessed with that I just love them so much I literally could talk for like an entire hour about just the Organa family um but I I won't all I will say if we don't see Brea's pulmonodes in this series I'm gonna have words anyway sorry for context for anyone who doesn't know that much about Brea Organa which is like most people because she's in like four novels um (laughs) she when she was younger when she was doing her like challenge of the body to um basically like claim her place as the next queen of Alderaan um she was going to climb Apenza Peak which is one of the mountains and she got into an accident and she had to have her heart and lungs replaced with these like artificial pulmonodes and instead of having them like covered up by like synthetic skin or whatever she chose to like leave it so that you they could be seen because it was just like it, like they talk about I think it's in the epilogue of Queen's Hope when it's like she literally like gave her heart and her breath to the people of Alderaan and like they would never forget that and so it's obviously like an important part of her backstory and I'm like can we please see them like I will literally do anything um I just love her the fact that we're now like people are gonna get to see how epic and amazing she is who like don't necessarily read the books I'm like so true everyone needs to know what an icon she is the organas the organa family so glad we get to see them more and that's what we were you know kind of going back to obi-wan he 
or first Leia gets kidnapped, truly traumatizing. Um, and then Bale and Brea are like, Obi-Wan, please go save our daughter. And Obi-Wan is like, no, actually, I, I can't do that because I have to watch over Luke. Um, what? Excuse me? And they he was like, you don't know how important Luke is. And Bale and Brea are just like, and is Leia not? Is Leia no, not, that's not when, only our daughter? When Bale says she's as important as he is. And I was like, mm, so yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, she is. And I'm glad that they like made that a point, you know, because, you know, not many people really think about it, you know, about how she is like, Luke would never have done anything in his life if not for Leia. And I stand by so that. True. So true. He wouldn't have gotten anywhere. The Empire would still be in its high if it weren't for Leia Organa. Also, so glad that this the plot of this series is literally Obi-Wan Kenobi and like rescuing Leia Organa. Are you kidding me? That's everything. Are you, I'm I'm still in shock about it. When I realized that was what this series is going to be about, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm literally going to cry. This is so bad. <laughs> I haven't cried so many times since Friday just thinking about them. Anyway, um, yeah, so the Organas reach out to Obi-Wan and they're like, we need your help because literally like you are one of very, very few people, like like two, who know how important Leia actually is. You, like, it's not like they can just be like, our daughter is in trouble and send like the Alderanian consular security, um, who, by the way, we literally saw like two members of their like royal security force and I was like oh my god which is how like deranged I am but anyway um so and they literally like literally Obi-Wan is the only person that they could send other than like Yoda and I don't think they're gonna be reaching out to him just just you know um and yeah Obi-Wan is like I can't do it because like I need to watch over Luke but actually because when he said like I'm not the man I used to be I get I think that's in their later conversation when he's like I'm not the man you remember and Bale's like well you're gonna have to be I was like, oh, it's all like this is everything that we talked about with like where Obi-Wan's mindset was going to be in this series of like he literally is like every other person I tried to save is now dead. Why do you think that I can save her? And that is like the most tragic thing is like like, yes, obviously how much loss he's experienced. But the fact that like it has brought him to a point where he doesn't even believe in himself anymore. Like that is one of the most tragic parts of everything that like everything that is going on with his character. He goes, so Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to Dayu. Um, one, that planet is is my dream, I think. Would almost call it like cyberpunk in like in its aesthetic, which is one of my favorite genres. Um, and so I saw that and I was like, ah, oh, this show was made for me actually. Um, but one of the first things that happens, one of the first <laughs> things that happens when he gets there, is he sees somebody asking for money. When I and heard it, Temura Morrison's voice, I literally think I died. Like, I I'm actually it, dead right now. I heard it, and I was like, no way. And then the camera showed his face in the 501st clone armor, and I fell on the ground, off my bed, onto the ground, surprised I didn't break my neck to be honest and it was crying I think I have a literal video of me screaming on the ground um because it was insanity I was not having a time had to pause it had to take like a 10 minute break 
Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, I'm not saying that Cody's going to show up in the Kenobi series because I really don't think he will now, especially after yeah. um, the Bad Batch trailer came out today. Cody fans are literally living right now. I think this weekend was really made for us, to be quite honest. Besides the point, there was the clone in the Kenobi show. And yes, it was heartbreaking because we've we now really have seen like this it's almost like a full circle moment you know um and they did have to bring up the clones at some point because you know it obi-wan's life very much so was destroyed by the clones not in not their fault at all of course they were victims as well uh however it still happened and that's very sad but yeah that was that was a scene and it shocked obi-wan just as much as it no literally my core are you kidding oh my gosh and I did I literally was like sitting there and I was like oh my gosh he's literally seeing this man who has the same face as his boyfriend uh who shot him down out of the sky and I'm sorry if you can't tell that my brain is absolutely rotten with Cody one I know our listeners listeners already know that but in case this is your first episode welcome <laughs> welcome to the podcast oh, sorry that this is what you had to come into <laughs> and then and then he is like I need to find this girl and he actually says I need to find my daughter and he says that to a girl who is played by Ewan McGregor's daughter okay when she when she was like I was somebody's daughter once too I was literally like oh my (laughs) god are you kidding me are you kidding me anyways that was just like such a good moment I was like wow this is this is very epic very epic um but yeah that happens and then someone this little kid is like you need to go find the jedi and then we get literally one of my favorite scenes it was so funny and so good um and this 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 little guy basically i mean he's not a little guy at all but he's a little trickster guy uh and he he's like oh i'm a jedi but it's all tricks and it's so funny and I was having such a good time watching it. <laughs> I think like, yeah, this scene is so funny and, but it's such, also it's such like an interesting concept though, because like it makes sense that people in the aftermath of all this tragedy would pretend to be Jedi and like make money off of it. Like as horrible as that is, like it, it, it makes so much sense. And I was like, why have we not like, why is this not been a thing before? But also how like I I hesitate to say angry because Obi-Wan's not like an angry person really but how like offended Obi-Wan is by this by like this idea of like someone pretending to be a Jedi to take money from other people was just I don't know like that whole interaction was so interesting to me because he like he was so upset about it not just because it's like oh you're like taking money from these poor people that are struggling but just the idea of like one someone pretending to be a Jedi now that like they've all been killed and like the like the price of being an actual Jedi in the galaxy right now is literally like the death of you and everyone that you care about but also just like the fact that like to take advantage of the trust that people have in the Jedi throughout the galaxy even though it's like wavering now for a lot of people after like the events of the Clone Wars and especially like the establishment of the Empire but like there are still people that have like full faith in the Jedi and to take advantage of that is something so like like deeply fascinating and like something that we really I'm glad is like being kind of explored now in this way but it's just like really 
kind it was really definitely difficult for Obi-Wan to see in that moment yeah no totally agree I think that it Obi-Wan like yes the the scene was very like funny and lighthearted um and then and then you get to Obi-Wan's reaction obviously and he's mad and um as he should be because this like you were saying like the the amount of trust that people put into the Jedi is like basically being tarnished by this you know imagine if imagine if his plan didn't work and those that family like ended up dying or something or not escaping like they needed to um and and to use the Jedi's name in a way that's like oh like ooh you know you know you can trust me and blah blah blah. but like also just like Obi-Wan grew up his entire life being a Jedi wanting to be a Jedi trying his best to perfect being a Jedi to be honest and um then having all of that he's known be taken away from him so abruptly and so violently uh and now to see somebody appropriating that uh for their own gain which is exactly the opposite of why the Jedi would be doing it in the first place you know the Jedi were were meant to help people just because it was the right thing to do not to make any money not to do anything not to get any special privileges or, or treatment and then this guy is just like Oop, what if I actually used that against everybody and made money um and you know it fast forwarding a little bit it was really interesting to see at the end of this episode that he was like you know what I am going to help you because you are actually a Jedi and and I and he kind of re- almost remembers the faith that he actually once had in the Jedi and I think that is what was so like beautiful about that moment really was because yes it's like right in the middle of an action sequence and you're you're ready to see him try to stop Reva are you kidding me and um but you know it's like he was like oh wait a second like I remember what the Jedi were and if if you are something so amazing and beautiful and that you can't be anymore um because you would literally die and I'm gonna do everything I can to help you I think that's gonna be a huge theme like going forward like yes the Jedi have completely dissolved but Obi-Wan has to remember like oh I'm not only protecting Luke because he's our only hope I'm also this is my this is the preservation of my entire culture of my entire religion and purpose in life um, is, is to, you know, make sure these people live on this, this kid. And now he is understanding the importance of Leia as well, um, which is so perfect because like we've been saying, she's actually so incredibly important. So yes, that scene was so funny and lighthearted. And, you know, I feel like that was, that's very much almost the style of this show as it, as it is with most Star Wars, I believe it's like, haha, funny jokes and funny like concept. Oh, but wait, like, let's read some of the subtext. This is actually so sad and also so like emotional and beautiful um, and really deep. So <laughs> yeah. Um, what happened after that? Oh yeah. They, they go to escape. They go to yeah, escape. He gets Leia she she says where's the army when Obi-Wan yeah. says the tourist he was like so true where like me too where is the Alderaan constant security anyway I'm sorry keep bringing them up I'm like on the edge of talking about Miara Lardy and I'm like we can't um <laughs> I literally was watching the show and I was like what if you send Miara Lardy what if you did because I know that this happens in the same year that she gets promoted to captain because she in 
in by whatever son anyway um she, when she talks about her like promotion to captain and how bale and brea and leia were all there and she's like even at 10 years old leia was already like so poised and confident etc etc and i was like hmm anyway you know i think she should show up but anyway that's so beside the point um yeah obi-wan rescues leia and then we get all of their interactions were literally the best thing ever like literally ever like the it's the way that like first of all i love that I love that they're having them interact in general because, like, it's just so perfect. Like, Obi-Wan gets to, you know, train Luke and see him grow up. And it's only right that he would get to have some sort of interaction with Leia when she was younger, being that she's the kid of, like, basically his brother and one of his closest friends. Um, But also just, like, the fact that we know that Leia names her son Ben and everyone was always kind of like, she barely like even knew Obi-Wan and like she would have known him as Obi-Wan so like it doesn't even make sense but then like after watching this I was like yeah so true of her like when she's like what like you haven't even told me your name and he's like my name's Ben and she's like that's not a Jedi name but then like names her kid who she wants to become a Jedi Ben like just little things like that and I'm like once again like the continuity there is just something like so well done um but yeah the two of them interacting she what a what an icon she was like going at it this whole episode and I was like girl you're just too powerful like I was like laughing so hard when some of their interactions and like some of the things she would say and I was like this all of this is literally heartbreaking but like she's such a girl boss no exactly I've been seeing some slander um of of her and people saying she's annoying and blah 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 and I'm like oh really oh really is she not just Anakin like is she not just Anakin but a girl like let's talk about that because um it's really interesting to me that that is what people mainly men are saying on the internet right now is like oh she's annoying and she's headstrong and blah 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 and like talks back and is such a brat and I'm like she's literally just Anakin Skywalker okay okay like like you wouldn't be saying that like if this was if this was Luke like if this series was about Luke getting kidnapped and Ben Solo trying to find or sorry not Ben but (laughs) Obi-Wan trying to find oh my gosh so spoiler alert for the Kenobi series actually Ben Solo Kylo Ren is actually going to find Luke's baby Luke Skywalker he travels through the world between worlds to find baby Luke Skywalker after he's been um, kidnapped by Inquisitors but so it'd be like yes I'm going through the world between worlds and I'm gonna go kill my <laughs> no he okay like after he gets turned to the dark side he'd be like you know what I hate this man so much I'm gonna go back in time and get him when he's like yes. 10 years old <laughs> anyway <laughs> thank god we did not introduce Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren to the world between worlds. I think a lot of things would have ended badly. <laughs> it's the season, fin- it's the series finale of the Kenobi series, and Obi Wan and and Vader are like in their final showdown. It's gonna be an epic fight scene, and all of a sudden Kylo Ren shows up <laughs> through the through a portal between the world between worlds, and is like, "Hi, Grandpa, I'm gonna help you out." <laughs> Anyways, oh my um, god, as I was saying. Yeah, if Leia, if Luke was in Leia's position, everyone would be like, oh my God, he's so funny. He's just like Anakin. It's so cute. And I know that for a fact. So um, everyone needs to shut up. <laughs> That's just it. Yeah. Anyways. Another thing also that like, I always have seen people kind of being like, Luke, like I see people being like, Luke is Padme's son. 
in the way that like Leia is Anakin's daughter, like that Leia was more similar to Anakin and Luke was more similar to Padme, which like there are definitely similarities between Leia and Anakin, like you were just saying, but like I loved that the comparison was made between her and Padme directly in this episode because like she is so much like Padme, like she has so many of Padme's traits and it's it's like heartbreaking because the pride that Padme would have felt for both of her kids, but like just in the context of Leia, because that's obviously we saw more of like just the like the fact that you can tell even at age 10 when she does not want to be a senator, like she probably is like, I don't want to rule Alderaan. I just want to like hang out. But she, you can see the leadership potential like already at that young of an age. And you can just tell like she I'm going to make myself cry, but she would have been such a good queen anyway. Alderaan, I'm so sorry that you got blown up. Anyway, back to Leia and Obi-Wan. Um, he frees her and then Reva shows up to get him and he's gone with Leia and she's like, mm. and then the other Inquisitors show up. Um, and this is when Quizzy is like, the only reason you have any power is because of your ability. And like, you're, you're, I think he literally says like, you're the least of us and like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I was like, interesting. Like, don't- speak ever again <laughs> i know i was like what if you what if you were quiet um and, and he then he's like absolutely destroyed so yeah he's like him. i'll deal with you later and then she's like no Maybe actually i'm you. gonna like put out a bounty on obi-wan kenobi myself and see how you like it what a legend um she's anyway. truly everything she's the moment she's she really slaying, literally oh god what happens after that oh this is when Obi-Wan and Leia are running around Dayu getting into some shenanigans when he's like when when he buys her that like cloak or whatever and then she's looking at those gloves and he's like you don't need those and then he's like fine you can have those and then he's like okay so we're gonna pretend that you're my daughter (laughs) and she's like granddaughter maybe I was crying (laughs) okay not to be like oh yeah omega parallel (laughs) remember when omega was like you have lines in your face (laughs) the same thing it's what we're just talking about how like these funny moments with the subtext because like that moment between omega and rex you're like oh so true but also like rex has been through so much and it's the same way with obi-wan like i know it's partially just because of like we it's a fictional property and time has passed between when the prequels were made and now but like the amount that obi-wan has aged yeah. physically and mentally between then and now and the amount that he will age between now and a new hope it's funny when she says things like that but then I'm like but but poor Obi-Wan actually because why can't he just have a break I just think it's so funny like that's so something that like a kid would do like a 10 year old would be like <laughs> you're old dude <laughs> and then yeah the whole thing that you were saying earlier about how she was like, oh, Ben is not a Jedi name and how he is really like, I can't use the force because that will draw attention to us and, you know, we will die. Uh, and that's not going to happen on my watch. Um, you know, it's and then later he does use the force to save her um, and he is struggling to use the force which is so heartbreaking in and of of itself because, you know, the last time we saw Obi-Wan, he was defeating Darth Vader. Like he really was so strong at the end of the prequel era. And now to see how much he is weakened physically 
and you know through the force because he has not been using the force in so long is is so heartbreaking and sad but also the fact that the first time he uses the force probably in 10 years is to save Padme and Anakin's child yeah so maybe that's a lot maybe that's really um emotional but yeah that I thought that was a really insane moment um also though the fact that this is what really gets me is because how so far we have understood how the force in the inquisitorious works is that if you use the force you get found by the inquisitors because they like can connect to you through the force somehow and they were already on that planet like Reva was looking the grand inquisitor was looking and they still and he still didn't get found after that was like right away was insane because I was like Cal Kestis got clocked from like millions of light years away <laughs> after using the force once to save himself um and they couldn't find Obi-Wan on the same planet when everyone was, was looking the same for him. city block like yeah with everybody watching there were like four inquisitors on the okay I do think it's literally hilarious because there's a line like at the very beginning of the first episode where Reva's like, is this really what we're doing? Like hunting for scraps or whatever this random Jedi. And I'm like, no, but the fact that the Grand Inquisitor and two other Inquisitors are on Tatooine for this random Jedi, like, do they just not have enough work? Like, I feel like they're at the point where they're like, we literally don't have anything to do. We could just send anyone anywhere. And it's so, like, I <laughs> I would unironically read like a novel or watch a show about like the workplace dynamics of the Inquisitors <laughs> because it's so funny to me. Like I saw someone on Twitter, I think being like, the Inquisitors have the energy of like a company where the boss calls everyone like a family and I'm like no but that's literally it like they that they literally go by sister and brother and it literally has a vibe of like like they're like a group of employees where they're like we're not just a group of employees we're a family and they're like no we all literally hate each other no literally they that I would too I feel like from what we like the little we got in like the I think Vader 2017 or 2019 run I don't remember the year um that Charles Soule did <laughs> we got that little like uh, that little amount of like Inquisitor content so true of him because I'm obsessed with the Inquisitors um but uh it, it really is they're just like yeah we like absolutely hate each other because we're all trying to win Vader's favor you know for no reason other than if we don't we will literally die and we have nothing else to do <laughs> like how many because you think about it right and it's like there were 10,000 Jedi in the galaxy which already is not a lot like when you think about a galaxy billions and billions and billions trillions of people there's a trillion people on Coruscant alone at the time of the of the Revenge of the Sith. And then there's 10,000 Jedi. That's already so little. Most of the Jedi were not fighting in the war. We knew that. And so a lot of them probably did not get killed by, you know, the initial purge. But then, like, also, they had to get hunted down. And now it's been 10 years of hunting down these Jedi. They have nothing to do. They are sitting around. They are having pizza parties in in the on Nur. Like, they're having... The time of their the life. idea, the idea of, of of Vader and the Grand Inquisitor being like, whoever catches the most Jedi this month gets a pizza party. No, <laughs> Reva's like, if I get Obi Wan, can I win immediately? <laughs> Obi Wan is actually worth ten of the other. Jedi. 
Fifth Brother is like, that's my pizza party. <laughs> no. That's so awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vader was like, yeah, Trilla couldn't even get Cal Kestis. <laughs> so she died instead. We can't. I can't be doing this right now. We got well already. Um, um. Oh yeah. So there's like bounty hunters after Obi Wan. It's crazy. Yeah. Tri- uh, I almost said Trilla. <gasps> Riva. Trilla was I there. I wish Trilla. I wish <sighs> Trilla. No, Riva was like, yeah. We you mentioned this like briefly. She's like doing flips and stuff. And on yeah. one hand, I was like, you don't need to be doing half of these flips, but like, I'm so glad you are. Like, no, keep doing it. Like, she did like a backflip, and I was like, there was no need, but like there was on a much more real level there was a need yeah I needed it so yeah (laughs) exactly um (laughs) I love how before this um this show came out and everyone was like oh my god I hope we don't see Obi-Wan Kenobi getting his ass kicked by an inquisitor okay are you kidding me look at her look at her she's insane she could literally anyways um what I was going to say though more importantly is that when the Grand Inquisitor is like, you are the least of us. Why is that? Why do you say that? Like, let me, like, I actually want to know. And I hope we do know because, you know, it's like, obviously I want literally all of her story. Um, I want everything to be about her from the, for the next 10 years. I don't want any more Star Wars content. Sorry to everything got, got announced at Celebration. I don't care about it. I think that, you know, she obviously maybe is probably one of the younger ones. I also am curious to see if the other Inquisitors are not Jedi, Uh, especially like the fifth brother. We don't really know where he comes from. We know that the Grand Inquisitor was not a Jedi. He was a temple guard. So I'm wondering if maybe there's some kind of uh, discriminatory aspect within the Inquisitorius that they're like, oh, if you're if you were a Jedi, you're less than um, people who were just found force sensitive, you know, and so I'm interested to see if that is the case because I would literally have a fit with somebody. Um, yeah, no, she's a girl boss. And then and then she goes to fight Obi-Wan. She goes to find him. And um, I love how at this point she's like, I don't even care about the kid. I do feel like if she stopped for like three seconds and was like, wait, why does she care? So why does Obi-Wan care so much about Bail Organa's kid? Okay, here's here's some like weird train of thought that I was going down and I like got myself into like a weird like loop and it was a lot. So her plan is she was like hanging out, you know, like scouring all the like information she could and figured out that Bale and Obi-Wan were like close during the Clone Wars. AKA she was like, mm, these guys kissed. Um, but anyway, <laughs> and she was like, if we kidnap his daughter, maybe he'll send Obi-Wan. And like, sure. And it ends up working. But here's the thing. They don't know. No one knows who Leia is. Like, they just think she's the Organa's adopted daughter. They don't know that she's force sensitive. They don't know that she's the son of Anakin. The son? Um, <laughs> the daughter of Anakin and Padme. Um, so, like, if if it were anyone, if it were any other situation where it wasn't, like, a secret how important Leia is, Bale would literally just send his own security force like she was saying like he would send an army after her so to someone who doesn't know who leia actually is they shouldn't think that this plan would work but then like it ends up working because of things they don't know and i literally was thinking about this and i was like 
I am gonna get a headache from thinking about this but like it's crazy it's crazy like Um, does she know because okay because why does Reva flashing forward why does she know that Anakin is Vader okay so I have two thoughts well I have three one of them is something in her backstory that we don't know yet um the second is that when she because she mentioned how she like found in some archive whatever that that's how she figured out Bale and Obi-Wan were close so maybe she like was digging a little and was like hmm this Anakin Skywalker dude or if she was either one of the younglings that we saw at the temple or like was at the temple during order order 66 hello order 66 she could have seen if she escaped she would have seen like Anakin because at that point he was he like wasn't like in the Vader suit yet or it could be something else that we don't know I hate I saw so many people being like how could Reva possibly know that or that Anakin is Vader like it doesn't make any sense and I'm like guys I think they're gonna tell like I think we're getting there I think maybe this was only the second episode like and also maybe she's just smart like maybe she just figured it out maybe she's just in her Thrawn era like this is what everyone's been saying and I'm like you're right she just knew she just figured it out Thinking about the fact that the people who know that that Anakin is Vader is is Thrawn, Sabe, and the third sister Riva. So like, like, when are all of these people going to be in the Kenobi series? Yeah, actually, like Sabe makes sense, but Thrawn, you know what? He can be there too. He he can he show up. He's part of the Empire at this point. He, yeah. I think he's Imagine. probably like, oh my gosh, the thought of like Eli Vanto showing up in the Kenobi series so much. They're like, Remember in the background of a shot walking around. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like who's that blue person in the background and i'm like thrawn <laughs> thrawn anyways we're closing up uh almost at the end of the episode now i guess uh and obi-wan finds out that anakin is alive still and that darth vader is is anakin skywalker and that that is happening which is a moment for him and it, it was very, very similar to the moment in Rebels when Ahsoka found out that Anakin was Vader and was still alive. And that parallel shook me to my core. I'm watching it and I'm having a meltdown. I It was so much. Um, that was something that I was hoping we would get in this series was that like, oh yeah, uh, he's going to find out. <laughs> he's going to find out that Anakin's still alive even though he thought he killed him. Um, and that's just one more person to probably the the most important person to protect uh Luke and Leia from um which is so upsetting um and I think that you know he's realizing that too he's like wow I've been watching over his kids or his kid for 10 years now and didn't know that he was even alive and now that he is I have to do everything in my power to keep them away from him uh, yeah, like it's even worse than thinking like, oh, Anakin died before he got to raise his own kids. But it's like, no, he's alive. And not only is he not raising his own kids, he's like actively trying to hunt them down and kill them. I feel like in that moment, he was maybe like on some level, I feel like I've I've always kind of known that this that, like this to be true, but just like like actually facing it and actually having someone like say it to you is so different than just having maybe like a feeling about it that you're trying to ignore because now he can no longer be like he could be dead like he he knows that he's alive and that's why I don't think it's like he's like oh Reva could be like lying he's like no this this is true 
and then that's how the episode ends that's how our second episode ends okay can I just say when when Leia's like are you okay and then he just says Anakin and then it like cuts to Vader in the tank with the music I was like like I literally entered my fanboy era I was like yeah maybe and maybe like Anakin slash Darth Vader is the best Star Wars character (laughs) maybe yeah maybe I am now a fanboy and you know it's actually it was actually such a good moment I literally was like shocked and also was like oh my god it's actually happening the decision to release both of these episodes at the same time was actually perfect. Um, yeah, absolutely. And because if it was just that first episode, I would be a little bit afraid of what the reviews would be. Just because, yes, I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, the, the first episode moves so slowly. You know, I think that was fine. Like, I really did like the pacing of these two episodes together. Uh, but, you know, pacing in Star Wars shows always is very interesting to me. And I don't necessarily like it. So I am a little bit worried about the future of these episodes but there are only four left but I feel like we have Mm -hmm. a lot to cover in four episodes so um who knows but yeah we will we will be updating we will be crazy uh and I'm excited to see Quinlan Voss um (laughs) and at this point I'm just saying that he's in it also Tales of the Jedi is coming out this fall and we did see a little snippet of Quinlan Voss uh in the background with Obi-Wan Kenobi so now I do know that he will be in this in this show. Uh, if he's not, I will put on my clown costume. I will walk around honking a horn. Like, I, I don't even care because I know that he will be in it. I'm manifesting it so hard. Okay, well, this one is just what are our thoughts about Reba knowing that Anakin's Vader? We already talked about that. Um, please, okay, but actually this is so funny because it says like, how do, how do you think she knows blah 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 and then it says was she responsible for changing out his back to tank water as a kid so she saw him without all the gear oh. they're like how do you know this and she was like I was just assigned to like drain his little medical pot as a kid she sees Vader like coming out of the tank without his suit on and she's like oh she's Anakin like, Scott I quit <laughs> I quit <laughs> yeah this thing this is, can't be what happened actually because she would have just left anyway thank you so much um <laughs> Podcast. from a certain point as you podcast for that really appreciated it this, imagine how much casey you know how people are like in love with darth vader okay unfortunately um, i do so i'm sure there are people who are in love with darth vader in canon as well imagine how much money reva could get for selling his bath water on the black market the people that are like i would literally drink like so-and-so's bath water and she's like have i got a proposal for you this is why she leaves is because she's accumulated so much money from this from this little bath water side hustle (laughs) she's walking out with like a backpack and they're like what's in there and she's like nothing and she's like what and they're like why do i hear like liquid sloshing around and she's like you don't she's like that's not real um and then yeah and then that's why she leaves and she becomes a millionaire she becomes rich so true of her these questions are from amp553 on twitter um the first one just says how much did seeing the organas truly break you a lot a lot like it i literally think i might have almost died um anyway uh what are your thoughts on the grand inquisitor do you think he'll be in a back to tank next week do you think he'll get like a fennec job or do you think it's a title and there's a new one waiting um so yeah i did like people were definitely like he could just there could just be like other inquisitor grand inquisitors like on retainer which sort of would make sense, although Rupert Friend has been like, yeah, like I watched Rebels and like 
it's cool playing like this character from Rebels in live action. So it's definitely the same dude. Yeah, he must just like take a nice trip to the back to spa or like get it would be interesting if he got like a like Fennec Shan type deal. I think I think also maybe this is going to be I don't know if they're going to expand on the like Grand Inquisitors and Darth Vader like relationship more in the show at all because I don't think there's time but there's a line in Rebels where um when the Inquisitor is like hanging off like that ledge into the fire and Kanan's like here let me help you up so you don't literally die and he's like "Mm, some fates are worse than death or whatever he says because he knows that failing to capture Kanan and um and Ezra would have gotten him in some serious trouble with Vader uh, that he would literally rather die an explosive death. I think that we might be getting um, some kind of scene where we see how insane their punishments are for failing. And I think being the Grand Inquisitor, if your like subordinate is like, oh, I'm going to just stab you and then take the credit <laughs> because it, as she, as she deserves, obviously, um, for, but then she loses Obi-Wan anyways. Um, I think that that punishment from Vader to the Grand Inquisitor would be insane. Uh, and this show is already so violent <laughs> to like compared to our other shows um, that it would be, uh, you know, a place where that could be explored, which will make me cry because we know how I feel about the Inquisitors. Yeah. I literally would not be able to handle that. Not that I have any attachment to Quizzy at all. Hate him. Literally hope he like stays stabbed. Maybe he could just stay shish kebabbed for the rest of the series. That would be okay, so but funny. that's actually well, yeah, I like the idea of like the punishments inflicted on Inquisitors. Cause yeah, I do think like that line in Rebels is so interesting. Um, and also I don't remember if it was Hayden or Deborah or like someone who worked on the show saying that like Vader at this point is like angrier than we've ever seen him and like that would be something that would prompt that kind of comment about his character but I also um think it could be interesting if Quizzy is like yeah if they're like yeah he's alive but he's kind of like out of commission for a bit so we need to appoint like either either have someone kind of step into the role of Grand Inquisitor temporarily or alternatively Vader be more involved for the time being while they don't have someone there who's like their supervisor basically both of which could be interesting because okay the idea of like them having to be like okay we need like a temporary grand inquisitor the assistant manager has to come in (laughs) (laughs) or Vader just being like I am literally like the CEO but I guess I will go manage them all that for now because the actual manager is like almost dead which actually could be like something they would do because obviously they're gonna want to give Vader something to do in this show other than sit there and look scary which you know if that's all he did I'd be fine with it but anyway um they'll probably want him to be doing more than that so he could like be more involved with the Inquisitors especially since they're now like hey we found Obi-Wan but like he also got away so but he's out there Vader could be like okay screw Quizzy actually I'm gonna handle this myself and also boss you all around in the process alternatively they call Trilla back from the dead and she is now the assistant manager and she's like okay guys let's get you guys back into shape when is when does Trilla get to enter her Ventress era that's what I want to know 
please. I need it so badly. Okay, when does Obi-Wan get to mention Ventress in this show? It's whenever Quinlan Voss comes in, whatever episode yeah, he's in. Right. Remember when the Book of Boba Fett was like, hey, let's do a show about Boba Fett, but have two episodes be completely about the Mandalorian? So that's actually what the Kenobi series is, is six episodes about um, what we think is going to be about Obi-Wan Kenobi, but two of the episodes are actually about Quinlan Voss. You know uh, what? I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain, complain at all. I would love it. It's only right that Obi-Wan's boyfriend gets a platform in the show about him. I think the next four episodes should each be about one of... um, Oh my god, I was about to say that because we're doing... We're literally doing the first... I can't. Literally every episode is about one of his boyfriends. Yeah. Because I guess Bale was really only in the first one. But the second episode is like about Bale because he's saving his kid. The first episode is about Owen. So it's like Owen, Bale. Our next one's going to be Quinlan, then Cody... And then maybe we'll have to throw a woman in there and give a little sateen, but um, that's okay. If we too. have to. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we should throw a little bit of an of Padme in there as well. We are Obi Dollars. If there's uh, an episode that's more like focused on his like Paz relationship with Padme, I'll be like, this is a win for. That's Obi-Dollar how we get sateen. Is that this is how we get sateen in the Kenobi show? Is because they are, it's a flashback to the Clone Wars with um obi-wan and padme and then satine shows up and and then ventress shows up and it's all of the women that um obi-wan kenobi has kissed on the mouth i agree i i can't wait to see more brew hopefully i miss her already also i'm so excited because in episode three obi-wan will probably be like returning leia to alderaan i swear to god if we get a scene of leia bail brea and obi-wan all on alderaan together that's your like, joker that's when I, that's no when literally I go, like i literally never ask for anything from star wars ever again <laughs> if miara lardy shows up and or they like even say it like over the calm they're like um or please whatever. imagine i'd be like they're like captain Lady. okay no actually here's what i think is gonna happen so obi-wan returns um leia to alderaan and they're like oh thank god she's back we also have this like important ceremony to get to and he's like oh what is it and they're like oh we're like promoting some members of our security force to captain i'll be like that's miara lardy and friends anyway also this is so bad of me when literally when leia's like up in the tree near the beginning of the show and she's like listing off the ships that she 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 sees taking off and she says that one of them is like a medical freighter i was like oh my god i wonder if kate and lardy is there and then i was like claire you can't we can't be doing we can't be this, doing like, this every watching time leia and brea interact on alderaan and you're thinking about kate and lardy like girl it's on brand it's on brand for you it really is they can't show me alderaan and expect me to not think about the lardy sisters and Ahsoka exactly. also i was like okay i know why a bail can't send ahsoka to get leia because like she doesn't know but like what if he did she's trustworthy i think we know this by now i'm sure even if he was just like hey my daughter was kidnapped Ahsoka would be like, I'm on it. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. We'll be back next week to discuss episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.